Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 160. The thoughts in your brain as you listen to the podcast between in your ears, we are betwixty. And I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined by. Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski, and I'm here. And I'm a pirate. I arrived. Oh, I'm sorry, I ruined your thing. No, that's okay. I literally did that um, off the cuff because I'm because I'm <laughs> slow. <laughs> I'm Blue Rider, <clears throat> and look at me. Oh wait, you can't. I'm a podcast man in a podcast land. I'm John. I'm just watching this train wreck live. No, you're not. We, j- we Blue just, just said it's a podcast. About how we cannot watch. That was the point of my introduction, and that was the point of my joke. John, I John, will never forgive joke, you for this your, infraction. Your intro joke cannot always be not doing the intro joke. <laughs> Just because you always go last. That's my running gag. Come on. <laughs> well, you've your running run gag into can't the be ground. being bad at improv, John. You need a new running gag. <laughs> All right. It's time, everyone. Time to return. To return to Monkey Island. Did I stutter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have roommates. It's me when they announced <laughs> <laughs> That was our live recording of Anna Bernarski when Return to Monkey Island Not was Return announced. to Monkey Island, Earthbound. <laughs> oh, never mind. Re- excuse me. Return to Earthbound Island. Um, <laughs> Thank you. An island I am not. I'm grabbing all of the threads of the different jokes that are currently happening. I'm squeezing them, twisting them back weaving into one them. cord, weaving them into one cord of a podcast. A very nice we're talking about made. the video game <laughs> Return to Monkey Island, a sequel to the video game. Monkey Island, return not included. It's just, it's a, called The Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah, even I knew that. Was there any returning in it? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. All right, quick, quick, uh, who, who can give me a quick history of the video game series, The Monkey Island's Monkeys Without Return? All right, uh, do you want Anna and I to get our giant booklets <laughs> from Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, here, let just me drop. Let me get um my Monkey Island Chronicles. John and I both received at the end of last uh, year of 2021 our our boxes of Monkey Island fun stuff uh, from, from Limited Run limited Games. Limited Run Games. Uh, Gave a full year after we ordered it. <laughs> like 10 whole months later. <laughs> Actually, like eleven months later, almost. But um, but yeah, I hey, I ordered it for my birthday one year, and then I was like, "Oh, I got it on my birthday the next year." <laughs> it was December. Um, so I don't want to do it. Uh, do you want mm-hmm. to? I I just had the CD case. I'll just read up the. Okay. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. The Monkey Island series was developed by LucasArts way, way back when in the golden age of point and click adventure games with The Secret of Monkey Island. And then it was Monkey Island 2, Lechuck's Revenge. 
Can you imagine if it was just a random person's name? It wasn't like the main villain of the first game they put in the title. <laughs> and then uh, The Curse of Monkey Island, which has neat little Disney-like 2D animation throughout the whole game. And then Escape from Monkey Island, which looks ugly as hell. <laughs> yeah. And then Tales was, of Monkey Island, made by Telltale, Telltale Games. One, right? uh, Tales of Monkey yeah. Island. The next one was Telltale. Oh, okay. <laughs> Telltales of Monkey Island, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the first person to make that joke. <laughs> the absolute first person. Um, and the Telltale one, so through the history, uh, my understanding too is that like maybe the, the first three are generally pretty well regarded. Yeah. And then it sort of, there's like a decline when it comes to the fourth and fifth game. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't, did people like the Telltale one? I think I Paul remember liked there was at a least lot of the first episode or there's... so. Like it was, wasn't it his game of the year one of? There is a mixed. There are mixed reviews of the, of the Telltale one, which is fair. Paul was at least very excited before it came out, and I yeah, think there was he liked a lot at least the first episode. I think overall it's pretty okay. I like it better than the fourth one, but up to three, three I think is one of the. I think I think three is maybe the one where people are like, "Yeah, this is really good," and then the fourth one came out and they went, "Oh." Yeah, 4 just had a really weird art style that didn't vibe with anyone. It's like not even the game's humor could save it. Because like the writing just was like the writing was there, but it's like my god, I can't it does not mesh well. Didn't people get angry at the this one's art style for some reason? They did. Um people didn't like how it looked. Um I can't tell you why. I think it's adorable. I think it's adorable too, but I think it's mostly akin to a lot of mobile games have a similar art style, but it's not like, but it doesn't have, or design like overall, but it's like the style itself is in the actual game is more, there's more shading going on. It looks a little more premium than most mobile games. Yeah. But it's like the fact, like I would, the fact that it looks similar to some mobile games that people can name off, name off, it's, like on the top of their heads it's like that was just a little disheartening to see for some fans especially when three especially when the third game had like disney quality of 2d animation oh and 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 this one is a sequel to which one because it's it's, sort of a requel isn't it yeah it's people who are keeping up with horror movie trends so what it (laughs) is um, it's marketed as a direct sequel to monkey island 2 but it's Frame to be to be like a se- a um a sort of quasi sequel, if that makes so sense. So it's the H two O of the series. That's a Halloween reference. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I was like, what do mermaids have no. to do with <laughs> no. this? What are you know, What do Canadian Australian thing. mermaids have to do with oh, Monkey Island or horror movies? I guess I could see how Australia mermaids could factor into Monkey Island. <laughs> that, that sounds reasonable, yeah. I do hope that H2O mermaids are actually Australian, and I'm not just pulling that out of I thought they were That Canadian, really does but sound I correct, because I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> the not American, at least, mermaids. Yes. H2O something water. Um, anyway, so, okay. Yeah, because I would say that the, the animation and, and art style sort of supporting that of the return to Monkey Island is, like, symbol-based, um, right? So, like, lots of motion tweening is, like, the, the sort of undercurrent, like, the, the, the tendons that connect the body of the animation. 
Um, and like symbol based animation is a style of animation that you can do very like simple and straightforward and cheaply lazily if you want to be like mean about it but also like if you're talking about like mobile games for example it's like if you want just the bare minimum that's something that like is functional with the least amount of effort symbol animation is like good for that but also like that doesn't mean that symbol animation is inherently lazy and cheap you can do a lot of cool stuff with symbol animation like as your your groundwork as long as you are like considering that and working with it and not sort of fighting against it to try to do stuff that it's not set out to do and from what i have seen from like clips of stuff it seems like they've really taken advantage of the style that they are using they're they're Mm -hmm. using it to its fullest potential they're using what things become easier to heighten other aspects of the presentation because like if this thing is easier then you can spend more time you know, with, you know, you mentioned like shading stuff and, and other elements to make it all work into a cohesive thing. I'm sure at some stage it was chosen because doing something like the Disney animation style of Monkey Island 3 was probably cost prohibitive. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't that mean that the so end expensive. product. Just because it is like, I think this is sort of a general point, but I think there is sometimes a weird thing in games and art in general where it's like, the harder you work, the better a thing is. Yeah. And it's like, you can work very hard on something and it is still terrible. Yeah. And you can work very little on something and it can be great. Yeah. And the amount of effort does not always directly correlate to how good a thing is. I was gonna say, like, having a strong artistic vision and then even if you implement that in a more simple way is better than, like, not really knowing what you're doing but trying absolute like doing it in the most complicated way is one of those is overall better than the other usually is mm-hmm. i think what i, I was I, trying I, to say yeah i think i think the point to maybe end it on so we can talk about more parts of the game is like even at the the least charitable sort of understanding of how this game got put together i think they still did a good job like it looks good. Like the presentation looks good. It's very different, but I I think it works. Um, whether it is up to everyone's cup of tea, that's always debatable. But uh, I think I think they did a good job with the vision that they clearly had for it. Um, so let, let's we've circle circle back a little bit because we we've mentioned that Monkey Island is a point and click adventure game from sort of the heyday of point and click adventure genre. Um, but what? What, like, if you had to sort of sum up Return to Monkey Island, its space, or the Monkey Island series, including Return to Monkey Island, its space within the point-and-click adventure game, like, what what is it about? What is the vibe? We've alluded to it a little bit, but sort of more explicitly. Comedy! That's it. That is one element. (laughs) I feel like there's another strong element that we have not particularly referenced. Maybe like some sort of solution yeah. based funny gameplay. Something to do with like solving. No. Um, Maybe I no. just don't know anything. I don't about know. It. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm. 
solving mm. treasure. Maybe we'll eventually put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> pieces! Of eight! <laughs> like pirates! <laughs> Thanks, Blue. I knew we'd come around eventually. Yes, there's, you know, point-and-click adventure puzzles type stuff. Pirates. Lots of, you know, lots of comedy involved. It's it's very much... A lot of... There are lots of elements, from what I know of Monkey Island, where it's, like, just set up. Like, some parts are like, this is just an elaborate setup for a set of jokes. Yes. Like, there's no gameplay mechanic. Like, there's... Oh, yeah, here's this part where if you talk to someone over and over again, they'll, like... The crew will, like, sing a different song every single time or something like that. Or they'll um, just tell you to go away. Stop annoying me. Yeah. So, like, how does how does Return to Monkey Island handle stuff like the humor and the puzzles and sort of carrying on the the overt sort of themes of the the series? It's it, great. Yeah, I think great. within it the first, it feels very much like the first three games. I didn't really play the fourth one yet. I have to play it, but um, it feels very close to at least the first two because that was the last one that the core team worked on um before this one yeah i was gonna ask like as a requel that is returning to the roots of the games closer to 20 years ago and also as like a long-standing series that has for instance the telltale games in between how does it compare to being like a retro game i guess and also being like bringing quality life improvements and modernizing it where does it stand in like those areas i'd say it plays a lot like the remasters of monkey island one and two if you've ever played those where yes. uh, where it's just you can control it with a controller you just move around like normal and then you can hit hit um the action button to interact with everything unfortunately it doesn't have the mechanic where you could switch between like classic point and click adventure controls where it has like the bar where it's a, where you have to click on look at this thing to open this thing or or close the fridge oh you forgot to close the fridge don't make sure you don't leave or something like that but yeah no it's still it still works like a classic point click adventure game you're walking around look looking for items mean and being like oh i can't give you this book until you break this person out of jail uh, you can't break this person out of jail until you give this locksmith the serial number and so on and so on and so forth. So it's just like a step-by-step trading, pro- tra- trading process like most of the uh, point-and-click adventure games back then. But it's still, the writing is still as excellently witty as ever. Like, the, I think within the first hour of, of me playing the game, I gut-busted laughing at least six times. Yeah, it has like the classic like uh, opening th- opening themes that the uh, first game has, where it was just staying on the opening credits for, I think, like two minutes. And it was, and it was just nothing but good vibes throughout the whole, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> uh, humor wise, it's very, it's still very funny. But the, uh, I think one example of this game's kind of humor is, um, very light spoilers for this. But the, um, when, Ga- uh, the main characters like Guybrush is like, I'm going to find the secret of Monkey Island for real this time. Because that was the running gag of the first game and where they actually didn't find it. But, the, uh, but, um, he's, He's like, I'm gonna find a ship and a crew, and then he just goes out into the thing. And he sees like his rival's ship and crew just ready to pack up, and <laughs> it does. The game doesn't even say anything. You just you could just walk up to it and be like, I'm gonna join this ship and the crew instead. <laughs> just, and then like the rest of the game is just you're trying to do that. I've actually finished the game. 
I'm trying desperately not to spoil it. <laughs> I can't. I feel like I can't say anything. Um, yeah, that's why I said I, like in the first hour this happens. So I've had a fantastic time playing. It definitely did remind me of the remasters, which is what I played as my introduction to the series in like 2013 is when I played them. 2012, 2013. So here we are 10 years later and I've like got a pretty good base of all the games and I'm not someone who really grew up with them, but I still love them. I think they're great. I had a great time playing them. I had a fantastic time playing this. It was, it, it's pretty. It's when I play point and click adventure games at this point in my life, after like maybe a few years of playing them, um, I think solutions are going to be way harder than they actually are. Um, so I always <laughs> do appreciate uh, hints because they can direct me to a place to be like, hey, you can calm down. It's actually pretty simple. So I was very grateful to this game mm -hmm. when they did give you a hint book. They're like, hey, it's it's really easy. <laughs> I had like a similar thing. This is slightly off topic, but I had a very similar thing with like... I rewatched, or I watched like an old horror whodunit movie recently, and I like way overthought it, and I couldn't solve it because it was so straightforward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are things where it's like pretty straightforward. It's like, yeah, you you just have to do this, and it's like, oh, okay. I I imagine like you know like a, a character from old. Uh, point and click adventure games and like someone's like yeah we, we need to bake a cake and like one of the things we need is milk and the, the character's like oh now I gotta go like find a cow and argue with the farmer about milking their cow and then it's like no just just the grocery store is like right over there yeah. like here's two dollars get some milk like I don't I, I don't know. Oh, wait, no, I'm a quarter um, short. Find a piece of gum, find a stick, find a sewer grate. <laughs> no, I'll just, no, I'll just give you a quarter. <laughs> Calm down. Because <laughs> yeah, there are some games where they're just like, yeah, here's uh, this puzzle that's going to take you 20 years to figure out. Uh, it's like, oh, cool. Thank you. But some of these were actually pretty straightforward, and I liked it. I liked that because it made me feel a little smart. Because I didn't need the hint book too often. Um, I did get ahead of myself a few times. But having that hint book helped put me back on track. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I had to get something. And I got it. And I was like, alright, cool. Why do I have this? <laughs> and I was like, how do I do? What do I do now? They're like, just, just do this. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. The puzzles were pretty straightforward. I didn't have a huge problem with it. So it was pretty easy to get through the game. Uh, as, uh, on casual mode, I didn't. I haven't done the hard mode yet. Tron, are you on hard mode? Yes. Oh, um, I, I immediately started the, started the game that way. I have a, I have yet to use the hint book, but um, I don't know if the hard mode like just uh, just makes it go blank or something like that because I haven't even opened it up yet. <laughs> what were you saying, Joe? I was just I was gonna ask like. Is there anything, like, that feels, like, brand new to the series that this game has brought? Like, So, what actually does end up happening is, um, since it's been so long, probably either 10, 20 years, uh, since Kybrush was last on Melee, really, uh, things have changed. Um, there are new pirate leaders, which 
was the at in the first game the pirate leaders were the ones who gave you trials so you could become a real pirate there are new pirate leaders it's a younger generation <laughs> um that's all about dark magic instead of voodoo which is part of uh kind of a larger part of the game it's a big voodoo is a big theme for uh the series so the dark magic is just like new and different and weird the very beginning and this might be a spoiler picks up where the second game left off but not in the way that you would think um after a little while uh spoiler ahead it's revealed that um this is actually Guybrush's son and his friend playing around at a pirate themed amusement park and so they run up to Guybrush, who's sitting there, uh, who then starts the story of this game. Oh, okay. So but it it's sounds games. like it's not ignoring the other games that takes no, place after them. It's not, not at all. Okay. Because that's that's what I was that's what I was like that wondering is like about. Super cool. Yeah. It was it was very cool when it got to that point. I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's how we're doing it." I also like how every if you mess up like in the game, it like fit, it like cuts back to got older guy brush telling the story to his kid, and his kid's like, "Wait, that's not how that happened." <laughs> Tell it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I think it's very cute that like. That first section of the game really did make me go, oh, that's really sweet. Like, I was just smiling because I was like, that's so nice. I like that. That's really cute. But that's the biggest difference. It feels there are differences. Like, there's shops that have been closed on this island. There are new characters. There's a new governor because the original governor is your now wife. Um, but there's the swordmaster from the first game is now the governor on that island so things have like it it shows that things have changed but like it feels it fits in so well it feels like no time has passed and i can i can say that because i didn't play the original when it came out because i wasn't born <laughs> but um <laughs> but like it it feels like it fits so well like everything fits so well uh the biggest change that I felt was was actually the voice of LeChuck is no longer the person who's been doing it since Curse of Monkey Island. Um, Earl Bowen, it, they actually have Jess Harnell uh, as the voice of LeChuck, which he did a great job. He did, he did an amazing job as LeChuck. I thought he did great. I was just surprised. But if we go on a little more towards the end of the game, um, like I said, I had a fantastic time playing. It made me very happy. A few years ago, a game came out called Thimbleweed Park, which was also made by Ron mm. Gilbert. Yes. I had a great time with that one. It was super fun. The ending left me feeling empty. Oh. And without spoiling anything, that's kind of how I felt at the end of this game because it gave me a similar feeling it took me a little bit 
Um, but I kind of got over that feeling. I haven't gotten over that feeling with Thimbleweed Park, but with Monkey Island, I've, I've gotten a little bit over that feeling. But like that, it didn't ruin the experience for me as it did with Thimbleweed Park, but it did give me pause and made me a little upset for the rest of the day. But it's still such a good game. And I, I don't know what sort of recommended. Um, problems this is or the the ending has but is it possible that it could be rectified with a sequel or something um if there is one sure if not it doesn't like it really doesn't matter what's whatever whatever has been decided of what the end is is what it is and i'd be okay with the sequel with another with another game I would also be okay without another game because the ending can kind of the ending of this game can kind of be whatever you want it to be based on your answer to the final dialogue option right and it which felt a lot better than thimbleweed park which was very uh definite right and does it feel like there's going to be a sequel or does it feel like this is an ending point I feel like it is the ending. I kind of, I, I'd be okay with that. Well, there's a, there's another option in there though. That's like, like a, like a leaving a fish hook out for the sequel, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, that's we're writing what I was this asking. so that if this is, yeah, we, you can write a movie or a game or something where it's like, we are writing this so that if this is the last one, it'll work. But, but. you know, yeah. if, that's what I was more asking. Like, is there a little lead-off point for a sequel, or is this, like, is it more... It contained? doesn't really feel like there is, but on Twitter, Ron Gilbert mentioned something that Guybrush's uh, voice actor replied to that I that was just like, maybe, and it's like, no please no no more i can't take it <laughs> no but um yeah i can't think of very many other ways to say it other than i had a great time it's a wonderful game it's beautiful the music felt nostalgic for the point in high school which was like my final year of high school where i was actually playing the remasters it was so good. It was it was hard to stop playing at some points where I was just like, oh man, I have to start doing work again because I'm fortunate enough to work from home and be able to do this during the day. But um, like it would be hard to stop playing and have to go back to work because I was so into it and I was having such a good time. I think the story is great. It's just the ending that kind of left me feeling a little weird. But it felt very, it felt very on brand. It didn't feel like weird right. or out of left field or anything. It felt very on, from like what on I, brand. Um, from what I'm hearing, the rest of the game it was like super well thought out on like the creator's part. So I'm assuming the ending was also well thought out, but not necessarily to everyone's taste. Probably, yeah. That's 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 probably a good way to put put it. John, did you have any other points that you wanted to add in about this so far before we move on? Uh, pretty sure she hit up everything. 
So I mean, like, I, I, I mean I, I'm damn sure she hit everything because she actually finished the game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so, I just uh, said the same things over and over, so I'm sorry about that. But um, no, it, that, it was very enlightening. I like. I was gonna say, liked, have you listened to the Game Goal podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I just like two more questions. Fun is it? I'm pretty sure I've got my answer on that. But worth no. the money is it? <laughs> no fun. What? Worth the money? Um. <laughs> It's $25, so I'd say so. I would say so. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah, I'm looking at the, like. It's a $70 uh, game, probably not, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it, worth $25. I'm just looking at, like, the Monkey Island bundle right now on Steam, and that's, like, $30. And oh, yeah, that's totally just if $20. You can get, like, so, like, I could get all of those for pretty cheap, basically, in that. Sounds like it would be a good time and something for me that I should do soon. It's a, yeah, no, it's a, that's a lot less money than what Anna and I paid for our, um, physical box sets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just yeah, to say it's that. a lot less money than we paid for, uh, I just wish the new one or, or our, the uh, old ones were USB on USB stick cause... with all the games. <laughs> we have CDs too. We do have CDs too and like and a, a lot proud... of posters and. Stuff. And a proud statue I have displayed on my shelf. All of I my... wish the rest were on Switch, because only the new one is on Switch right now. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, if Limited Run Games does a physical one of this, which they most likely will, I'll probably get that. Yeah, you need to let me know if you too. see anything like that. I'll, I'll mm. look into seeing if I can afford it. But, yeah, yeah was, great game. Was good. Super fun. Thanks Definitely worth us it. About it. Yeah. Yes, and thanks for talking. Thanks for playing a video game that came out, so that we can have some search engine optimization for the podcast. Finally, <laughs> we did it. We played uh, a game recently. I have been grasping at straws, <laughs> <laughs> oh, being like, you. "Hey, so anyway, time to talk Minecraft? about uh, Minecraft, Minecraft, <laughs> uh, Stardew Valley, uh, Minecraft." I, I so did. We've, so for the audience, we've all been playing. Sorry. I was just saying we've all been playing Minecraft, Fortnite. Uh, Every day. Temple Run has been coming back into swing, I think, somehow, weirdly. It's Kill an on. Apple Arcade. Like, there's a new version of it that's an Apple oh, Arcade okay. exclusive. Yeah, I went onto speedruns.com, and the top games are like... The top game is not Temple Run, but it is a game like Temple Run. It's called like Subway Chaser right, or something. Right. That's oh. yeah. Streetcar Chaser. Subway's and it's surfing, not even a. It's like the most popular game on speedruns.com. And I go into it. It's not even a speed run. Yeah, it's, it's how, like long how long can you, can you go without? It, yeah. How long you can do it without getting coins? Which is like cool. That's not a speed run. It's a Why is this on speedruns.com? Shame, absolutely shame. Walk. Anyways, when I was a kid, video, a video game, game speedruns meant something. <laughs> yeah, when back in <laughs> back my, in my day, day, we only s- had 15 types of Super Mario 64 speedruns, and we liked it. <laughs> back in my day, <laughs> you could what, watch a speedrun and have no idea what's happening. <laughs> we used to watch speedruns, not watch 10-hour documentaries on the history of speedruns that went... Boom! 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 Back in my Bwom. day, we speedrun Silent Hill, and we got help from that mysterious guy in chat, and we don't know how he did it. 
Yeah, you can watch a documentary on it. I did watch the the most recent one on the the Mega Man Two speed run, which was very cool. It's very cool when you do a video game that you actually know some of the tricks about. Yeah. Um, but we must be genuine to ourselves. That's probably the most modern video gaming that we'll have for this podcast. I don't. Unless we want to talk about the Nintendo Direct Unless. that happened. Unless, well, yes, but we didn't play the Nintendo Direct. Well, I guess we played the, the video, video of the Nintendo yeah. Direct. That's a fair way to potentially characterize it. So, yeah, with Nintendo Direct, uh, farming. If you want to farm in video games, <laughs> guess what? You're in luck. You, got, you want to pet you those cows, you can pet out. those cows. Here they come. <laughs> it's so interesting because, like, I don't know, like, farm. Like, I'm, I don't want to, like, throw shade at farming. I, I think the farming kinds of game like it, it's clearly like works Popular, well with yeah. with what and like the the flow of a video game right like it's kind of hard to incorporate farming into a lot of other types of media this movie is about way. farming yeah like there's there's a lot of inherent like repetition and and you get most of it from like the cyclical nature of it and that doesn't really work as well in like visual media but when it comes to you know, this gradual improvement over several hours of time. I, yeah, I think it works. It makes sense that it works. It's just interesting to that. It almost feels like we're still riding this wave of Stardew Valley. Yeah. I think this is the repercussions. But also that we haven't had a breakout farming success since Stardew Valley. Like, it doesn't seem like anything has even gotten close to that level of... Like, like when, when like MOBAs were the most popular thing or FPS games were the most popular thing. And like, and I wouldn't say farming games are the most popular thing right now, but like the, those different like thing, you would have like these iterations. You thought, oh, this is the one that everybody's playing now. And this is the one that everybody's playing now. It feels like there's a lot of farming games coming out and people are having their fun and they're enjoying them, but none of them have had any, the, like the same lasting power as Stardew Valley has. When I feel like farming games in general have that capacity that's not unique to Stardew Valley. Stardew, Stardew Valley did a very good job, clearly, but like it is not something unique in Stardew Valley's approach that allows that to be the case, I don't think. But I don't know. It's interesting that like this is still – people are still fishing for that success. They're still clearly looking for it, but it doesn't feel like it's been hit the same way. Right. I feel like, I don't know what it is about Stardew Valley either, because I, I, I've I never really liked stuff like Harvest Moon, so I don't know what exactly it was about Stardew Valley that Ooh, kind of how just... did How did Stardew Valley chocolate version go? It's still in... I don't think it's out yet. It, it's oh, it's still, still, still... I thought it was coming out for, like, that Halloween or something. I don't remember, but... No, it's, uh, it's I haven't heard... Sorry, no, I my think bad. Just some, yeah, that's Haunted Chocolatier, I think, is still, like, very early development. Or at least I haven't heard anything else about no, it. No, it's um, It wasn't in, like, any early. directs or indie game showcases or anything, as far mm. as I can tell. Yeah, um, still pretty early. But even that is not... It's it's probably not going to be a farming game, right? Like I, my, my guess, I think that I had, and I, I, I would stand by it at least for now is that it's going to be more like one of those, you do a dungeon crawl, like a game, like two halves of the game loop where you do like a dungeon crawl game loop. 
and then you do like a selling items in a shop and then you do an interact with the people in the town where your shop is yeah. sort of thing. And I think there's going to be twists on it, like in terms of like how the dungeon crawling sort of factors in and the relationship between the town and the, the townspeople and the shop. I think there are going to be some interesting things there with regards to ghosts, I imagine, given the haunted word in the title. Mm. But like, I think that's the base. That would be my guess as to like the basic premise. So farming, it kind of sounds like is going to be taken out of the game loop, which... I think is fair. I think there's a lot of stuff that people like about Stardew Valley that was not the farming um, that you can expand on. But then it means that that is going to remain sort of an open space as people are looking for the next thing after Stardew Valley. <laughs> it does also seem, though, that the success of Stardew Valley has also led to like a coming out of retirement for a lot of other games that had like farming as a strong component. Like, um, Rune Factory, I think it's called. Rune Factory, Story of Seasons, Story of Seasons, which is original, kind of Harvest That's Moon. the original Harvest Moon also, needed to change like, its name. Right, because someone else right, got yeah. the name Harvest Moon. It's complicated. But it's the people who made the Harvest Moon games are now making Story of Seasons and someone else makes Harvest Moon. But I think, like, all of it, and, like, I would even venture to say that some of Animal Crossing, the island one. Yeah, yeah the newest. Uh, the newest one, yeah. Yeah. It, like, that... I don't know... I, I, I would not be confident in saying that any inspiration was taken from Stardew Valley, but I think some of the some... willingness of people to give it a chance yeah. had to do with being onboarded into sort of the talking with townsfolk genre. Yeah. Yeah, because I have... It came at a very opportune time, as weird as it sounds, considering the a massive worldwide pandemic um, <laughs> where people were... Well, I think that was the good time. Exactly. Yeah. It's, right? it's like the that, best time to, to say, come out but... with a game like this. Yeah. Um, where like, I was already going to play it, yeah, I recently I read an article about how, like, gaming is down, and I'm like, well, yeah, but that's not a bad thing. Like, it means people have jobs again. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> some of them. I have, yeah. like, people like me and my sister who have played every Animal Crossing game, we were already going to buy it and play the game. But people like my roommates, who aren't really gamers, my roommates from college aren't gamers, but... One of my one of them bought a switch to like partly play Animal Crossing. Um, one of my my friend Emily, um, she got she tried it for the first time, like with this new game. This is and she's like, she's definitely more of a gamer than my roommates. So it feels like Stardew Valley might have helped some people. Other people, it kind of just went oh. Well, this looks fun, and everyone else is playing it, so I want to try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting, and I think that's, like, a silver lining of the whole thing, is that, like, the community grew in ways it wouldn't have otherwise, and, like, mm -hmm. you and your roommate can, like, enjoy video games on a level that you wouldn't have before. Yeah, and, like, um, it's a lot of fun seeing them enjoy a game that I've loved since I was in grade school. Yeah. The real question is, 
Which one of these many farming games will be next on your wish list? <laughs> um, we did watch it live. We uh, have Fay Farm, Room Factory 3, The Next Story of Seasons. Game Cola super fan, uh, Mac Ball, who was very excited about the farm games. <laughs> yeah, these, uh, we talk about them a lot, and I never have anything to say, because it's not really my type of game. Uh, maybe when, maybe when they do a superhero version, then all <laughs> it's be Iron Man. They onto somehow Valley. <laughs> mix superheroes and farming. If they can figure that out, can you'll, I, get, you'll real, I'll you'll probably real become in. the biggest Stardew Valley fan after that. Yeah, can <laughs> until help then, Tony Stark make his own whiskey. Oh, because in the <laughs> sometimes in. He oh he loses all his money and now he has to start from scratch. Help him rebuild. I don't know. <laughs> just what if I just take what if I just buy like a regular farming game, name the main character Tony Stark, and then give you the video game. Well, it would have <laughs> to have, no, it would have to have like actual like characters that I recognize and Hopefully, like obscure ones. What if, like, what if I get get a Stardew Valley mod that replaces all the character portraits with superheroes? That mm, just the portraits, not the start. models. <laughs> the, you, it would have to take no. a bit more effort than that, but that's a good you start. You can't pull one over on that. that, that <laughs> Wait a minute! You just change the portraits. This not game the didn't originally have the Joker. <laughs> the Joker. If Joker someone did, like, Valley, a total yes. conversion, if, and they had, like, a lot of comic knowledge, and they, like, cared about the okay. project, then, yeah, that would be a good start. I might... This 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 is an important question. Which comic book characters would be the best and the worst in a farming town, like, in Stardew Valley? Um, Squirrel Girl. Well, Thanos had one in the MCU, so he would be the but... first choice. But but hold on, Squirrel Girl. was he actually good at farming? Like we never get any evidence that he like had any idea what he was doing. I mean, he just had a farm. No, he in was, the comics, he was cooking, he was I can extrapolate from the comics and say yes. Yeah, he did. Okay, so Thanos was actually good at farming. Yeah. Okay, he's at least in in the comics. He's like a genius level intellect, so he at least would be able to figure some of it out. And he did have a farm <laughs> in the comics, so I would reasonably assume that yes he would be at least halfway decent he was a genocidal maniac that had a great farming habit hobby there we go okay good job who would be who would be bad at farming uh batman tony stark cage (laughs) no i feel like i I feel like they'd be able to figure it out i feel like chemo i guess because he's just a big ball of acidic sludge and (laughs) sadness wow (laughs) (laughs) all right so, um, yeah. I guess moving on from that presentation, yeah. there so were a whole bunch to, of presentations. Back to Nintendo Direct. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Who's excited? Fire Emblem Engaged, more like. Because <laughs> 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 uh, 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 dating, I assume dating and romance will be another fundamental component of the video game. That's where that joke is based on. Yeah. Is this the one where the protagonist looks like Joy-Cons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so I did not know that. That's not. It's such a weird visual like design. <laughs> normal for Fire Emblem, right? Like not, Fire Emblem has had some wacky designs, but, but this one seems. This is like really odd. <laughs> significant. 
Also, it's just weird that, like, Marth and other characters from the past games can come back and help guide you like they're friggin' Force Ghost Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it trying to be... Is it trying to be gotcha? No, no, like, no, 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 no. It's literally, it's part of, it's, it's part of the story. It's because the vibe is. Right, but it's like, how, like, how, I guess, like, obviously you, you get Marth or whoever at the beginning, you get some ones, but it seems like it's built in such a way that you could do it. And so, like, you, you know, you get random pulls that you can then place as, like, people on your main character as on other characters. And it's like, some are determined, like, some you just unlock by playing the game, but some you have to, like, get and roll for like it's i'm not saying it's doing that but it seems like it's almost built around that i don't know this trip like, this, this is know. one of the weirdest three open. minute trailers i've ever seen where it told you nothing <laughs> it's yeah. like so much <laughs> stuff was happening and i and i didn't retain a single thing from it i'm like wait what martha's back somehow he's it, a, he's obi-wan kenobi what the hell what the hell it's like what's because <laughs> it seems like three houses did not even good. I think it did better than expected. I think I think Three Houses just based on oh, yeah, like Three Houses how was Final a Emblem has monster been. hit for the series. Yeah, it was like a breakout success then... in this in the scale of Fire Emblem. So like I can't imagine that like I, I'm going to imagine that a lot of things that were kind of like even firsts or fundamental to Three Houses are going to be in this new game cuz I think they're going to try to try to you know make that the main Fire Emblem formula now. Um, and then also get people on board by saying like, hey, you remember this guy from Smash Brothers. <laughs> p- p- play, come play Fire Emblem if you haven't already. You, that's the Smash Brothers guy. There's another Smash Brothers guy. I'm sure we're going to yeah, have. Play Earthbound 3, you know. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you've got. Wait, what if they're Earth 3? Sorry, I said Earthbound I 3. I bet that Ike disgraceful. and Roy will be there somehow. What if the Fire Emblem Force ghosts are all locked behind Amiibo? Hmm? Is Amiibo still a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they just they just released the, new Amiibo for uh, Splatoon three. Yep. I did not hear, but I don't know. I guess maybe it is. I I haven't really been paying attention. It definitely used to be a bigger thing, for sure. Um, but it it's still around. Okay. Which is good for the people who like them, I guess. I like Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Is there a Sora amiibo? Because he's in Smash. I would want that. Uh, we don't know. They have not confirmed that one yet. We know oh, uh, yeah. Sephiroth's getting an amiibo. And so is uh, okay, well, Sora and Kazuya. Probably end up buying it, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely. Oh, the only my, other like, amiibo. amiibo I've wanted was like a specific Mega Man one, because Nathaniel Hoover's levels are locked on. Like the Mega Man collection behind the amiibo, and I want to play them. <laughs> yeah, on the 3DS. Yeah, mm. yeah. The Mega Man amiibo is actually pretty cheap now. It's like yeah, $13. I have the regular Mega Man amiibo, That'll... but that's the only one that I have. Yeah, that that one unlocks the uh, things on the 3DS. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Uh, the next big announcement was Octopath Traveler Two. Yes, I so yeah, I also a mobile game. Path traveler, Our which two path is... traveler. Um, I haven't <laughs> finished the first one still. Um, but they have There's... me so like in with mm. the art style because I love it so much. 
Oh, yeah, uh, so no, I'm definitely be... going to look into getting it when it comes out. Yeah, the... uh, and, maybe and there's also like an Octopath game. Traveler mobile game that's a sequel to the first game and takes place in between them. Yes. Is there? Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't a, know if it. It's I don't a know if they described game, it right? accurately, but there is a canon mobile game that confused me. Hmm. The Octopath Traveler one and a half. Yeah, basically. <laughs> From what I understand. Though, it, that's better than Kingdom Hearts, so. One, if it was Kingdom Hearts, it'd be like 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, theater Is that Rick- all that was from the Nintendo Direct? I'm just, I missed I'm that trying to one. Move. I was there for all the other ones. Yeah, no, I'm trying, I'm trying to get through it. Uh, the next, uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy game. It's a, just a Rhythm yeah. Final Fantasy game coming to Switch. And yep. I recently just got the uh, last one on 3DS, and it's super fun, and I can't wait to play the one on Switch. Even though it looks like it has less songs than the 3DS one, so maybe I'll just wait for a, a price cut. <laughs> Which reminds I mean, me I that think... the, in the gaming community, there's like a trombone hero rhythm game that's really popular oh, yeah, that... right now. Just thought I'd mention that, because... Yeah, that just went viral. The, I feel like the, the, I mean, the big, like, you know, the one last thing, uh, bit of the, the direct, of course, is the name of the Legend of Zelda game that is no longer Breath of the Wild 2, but in fact, the I think. Core piece of evidence I have that Nintendo assassinated the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, no. Tears of the Kingdom, um, which was not broadcast, was is highly suspected to the reason that the Nintendo Direct was not broadcast in England, in the United Kingdom, or at least not on the United Kingdom's YouTube uh, channel. Um, For that, because it would name. have been considered in poor taste, <laughs> considering um, the historic. Which but I it's, find it's interesting. Hilarious. They've been so. <laughs> They've been so precious with this name, and it doesn't, like, I think at one point they said they can't give the name because it'll, it's a spoiler, and it's like, well, okay, but, like, you're what gonna are you going to do before yeah. you purchase the video. Yeah, at, le- at least five months some before, point. at least five months before release. Oh, <laughs> it's coming out in May. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, it's weird that they were so precious with it. I mean, I, I is it just, like, that they didn't want to, they hadn't committed to a name, or I'd be very curious about yeah, the I'd, development I'm history really of this game. Because it it seems strange. I'm hope like I really hope that it's good. You know, oh, I can't like I can't wait to play this. <laughs> I'm very excited for it, but it's also like it's a very weird video game to exist. Yes. Yeah, the Zelda, I, the Zelda series rarely gets, like, direct sequels to each other. Yeah, it's and what, the hit. last one was, I mean, I guess what, you have Link Between Worlds, which is supposed to be, like, a sequel to... But even then, it's... Link to the, it, Link to the Past. Even then, like, it, that's, it's only that's, a sequel, like, gameplay and design-wise, because it's right. still a different link. Yeah. link. Majora's Mask is really the only one that feels like this is a sequel and then there's a uh, there Mountain like Blast. the train in the water one, and those were connected, yeah. or like yeah, they were connected, but they they're not like this. Uh, they didn't feel like 
there's I feel like there's a difference when you're talking about like a game franchise like this, right? Where like any game is like the sequel to the last well, game. Well, like, yeah, when it but comes... the, that takes place in like the same timeline world something. Right, right but it's like also like a completely different game. Yeah, it's like gameplay wise, it's their different. Like this is this is the first sequel that is like that is I feel like is going to be as similar to the game it is a sequel to as. Majora's Mask was yeah, to that's, that's Ocarina fair. of Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Like it seems like we're going to get another pair of games like that. And I mean, Majora's Mask is weird. So <laughs> like, I don't know what we're going to get out of this because on the one hand, I feel like there are some obvious key points of improvement that you can bake into Breath of the Wild just in general, right? Like, I think that how rain is handled, yes, is uh... like. I get the I get the fundamental underlying thing of like the game needs a way to redirect you to change your plans to not just solve everything by climbing up it. Sometimes you have to do other things, but like at a certain no, point, this is the most frustrating way to do it. I waited. I there was a place that I wanted to go, and I was like stuck on the side, and so I just. I waited, like, the in-game weeks until it was, like, sunny, and then I climbed the rest of the way. <laughs> so, it was so and, like, it took, like, weeks. six hours of real lifetime just waiting. <laughs> I did not come down as hard on weapon durability as other people did, but I do I, think that there is... I really don't like that. I just... It's there's, so there is room to adjust it so that it is less frustrating. Um, I think... Even just, like, giving a more, a slightly more concrete understanding of how durable your weapons are, mm-hmm. like, how much durability they have left, so that it's not quite, like, like the, a bit you of understand a guessing game. the risk. Because it's not, like, the risk, the risk is, the, the information is not secret, it's just hard to keep track of, yeah. because there's nothing to help you. But you could, ostensibly, like, remember your weapon's durability. But I think you also get really frustrating situations where it's like, oh, you stop using a weapon because you get the first message that it's like, oh, it's decreasing durability. Um, and then you don't use it for a really long time. Then you forget the next time. And then you try to use it and then it immediately breaks. Yeah, I went into like a <laughs> right? boss fight and I, all my weapons broke and I couldn't do anything. Right. I was like, oh. So like not, I, I think the weapon durability is sort of fundamental to Breath of the Wild in terms of how it's designed. But I, I think there are, then there's, there's other things too. There's other mechanics that seem like kind of interesting, but not really fleshed out. So like in that sense, there's places, there's room to improve clearly, but like on a big sense, it's like, how do we make, get the best stuff out of the game without making a whole new video game, right? Like how are we, how are you going to bridge that? Like in terms of like, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting problem to solve. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they're going to do it. And also, like, there is some inherent risk involved in that. Also, new tablet superpowers. Yeah, and, like, the original tablet superpowers were kind of fundamental to the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, how is that going to affect I'm hoping things? they get, like, more uses. Because, like, I don't, I kept going up and, like, trying something and it just not working. And I'm like, oh, okay. My superpower is less super than I thought. <laughs> so I'm interested in it, but we will we will I think have to see. Mm-hmm. So anything else? Uh, Pikmin Four. Pikmin yes, Four. Pikmin it's 4 alive. Is also a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's alive. It was 
It was uh, almost like what, 90% done in 2015? <laughs> it now joins the ranks of Metroid 4 as <laughs> as Metroid Prime 4 uh, as like a video game that exists and has the number four and that's pretty much all we know about it <laughs> it's like it's, someone's working on it <laughs> someone's working on a video game with the number four in it it's like uh it's like the same thing with valve and the number three yes <laughs> remember Nintendo's when they, is the number four when they showed the png of the metroid one and everyone was like well they won e3 this year and i feel like that has aged poorly <laughs> <laughs> That was back in 2017. Jesus. God oh, damn. Ugh. I could have <laughs> graduated so college can... in that time. Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we no. can move on oh, to man. one of like the three other presentations I watched. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think we need to say much about the Capcom one. It was just like, hey, remember those video games that are coming out? They're coming out. Mega Man's going to have... Online, like, chip trading and battling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, Phantom Frame 4 is getting localized. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that one Hell is yeah. exciting. I'm um, excited for that. And we watched that live, and Dan was there, and then my everyone else left, but Dan and I stayed, and my medication kicked in, so I talked their ear off about upcoming video games and stuff, and I hope they enjoyed it, because I enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah, they had a good <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, Dana had a great time. That's good, because uh, I was afraid I was being annoying. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was, like, three of the same Monster Hunter trailer in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are um, just showing DLC. And then they showed that they were putting in, uh, they put the chaotic uh, universe yes. into, into Street Fighter. And I think that's currently is... my favorite part about it. And you can, like, just sit down in-game, I think, at an in-game arcade machine and play old Street Fighter games, which is the best. Hell yeah. And like a weird little future dome thing, I'm, like in the TV show Chaotic, that's the reference we're you making. You should go watch Chaotic, it's interesting. I'm glad we now have as many ways to play Street Fighter 2 on modern hardware as we do with Pac-Man and, uh, <laughs> and <Skyrim>. Sonic 1. <laughs> there was a Marvel game show, which wasn't great but wasn't terrible my biggest problem with it was people were expecting way too much from it that obviously wasn't gonna happen like they're expecting spider-man 2 and wolverine and like no that's all down that's all sony's marketing so uh they really or they announced midnight suns is still releasing this year december 2nd which isn't too far away i'm really excited they announced some sort of Pokemon Go style Marvel game, which I was, what? I'm way too Why? disappointed in Pokemon, how it released Pokemon Go. I was not a big fan. I was super excited when it was announced, but I tried it out and it sucked. <laughs> and so I'm not sure. I'll, I'll like try this one probably and I'll tell you more about it then. Uh, Marvel Snap is gonna be worldwide next month. Or in a couple weeks, I think. And I'm cautiously optimistic about that, because there's already Marvel Duel, which was really fun, but isn't legally available in my country, so I, like, can't really play it. And then, like, it's... The Marvel Snap is being made by the guy who made Hearthstone, and they had, like, a big 
microtransaction controversy already, which is bad, but then the fans were like, hey, remove this, and he was like, oh, sorry, I'll remove that right away, and we'll figure something better out. So that's good. So I'm hoping it'll be fun. And then also they announced an untitled Black Panther and Captain America game, which seems to be based off of the Flags of Our Fathers comic arc, which is neat, but we don't really know anything about it aside from it's like being made from the same lady who directed Uncharted, I think. And so it should be pretty good. And then they this didn't gonna take show for, this. This game's gonna take they didn't show to this out. at the show, but they did announce uh, an Iron Man game, like a triple A Iron Man game. I don't know why they didn't show it at the show. Probably because they don't have enough to. Sh- well, that doesn't make sense. It was because they it didn't was show anything about the Captain America game, <laughs> so they yeah, should they have just show showed it there like, instead of a few days Pikmin later. Four just got a PNG. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like. No, it had a slight in 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 engine gameplay or um in engine thing that lasted five seconds, but it was still in engine. So I think <laughs> most of these games will at least be decent, and you should check them out just when later on when there's more on them, just to like make sure you m- will either be or not be interested in them instead of ignoring them, because that seems to be like a lot of. What happens? I I am interested in the Iron Man game because it's being developed by Motive Studios, the guys that are making the uh, Dead Space remake right now. Yeah. So. Like, as bad as the MCU Iron Man games were, they had, like, an interesting mechanic where you, like, diverted power to different systems. Yeah. And I think I that, that could be reused in a way better game that isn't <laughs> garbage. Uh, that's... All from Marvel yeah. for now. Um, oh, God, there was... God of War got an excellent trailer. Is that all the other ones? Because then there's the Game Devs of Color Expo. So is there another show we should be talking about first? Wasn't there a State of Play? I'm yeah. Uh, there were a lot of shows of, that we went through. State I, of I Play think we may need to, to truncate this because we're, we're getting a bit uh, near the end of our... The, the limits of our time if we mm-hmm. want to talk about games we've been playing in recent times so maybe just a couple the game devs uh, of color expo highlights. happened and there were a lot of interesting things in it there was like project anomaly which is like a sort of cute but also sort of horrifying 2d fatal frame thing there was catizens which is a runescape but everyone's a cat i think you should you can YouTube it and check it out because it had a lot of neat and a huge diversity of new indie games. This, um, John, yeah. did you have? Um, I think the only thing like of real note um, from the state of play was that Tekken Eight was announced with no release date, so it'll probably come out in seven years. And then <laughs> <laughs> the and then um, some some Yakuza spin-off games that look neat um, also don't have many release dates, so I get they'll come out eventually. Oh, and then... Yakuza's changing its name now. It's ju- it's the Like a Dragon series because in yeah. Japanese that's the name, so now it's cohesive. Yay, we like cohesiveness. Uh, the Crisis Core re- uh, remaster looks cool. I may I may get that and probably not play it for five years. <laughs> It'll sit on my shelf. And then the um 
God of War got a cool uh, payoff trailer, and it comes out comes out in November, and it looks rad. That's it. So aside from Monkey Island, <laughs> return, comma, return to, what video games have people been playing in recent times? I played GeoGuessr. How's <laughs> <laughs> that oh, yeah. going for you? What is that? I was not as bad at it as I thought. It's basically, it was, I think it used to be like a free thing and now you just have to give them your email so they, and they keep track of your stats and you can only play for like 15 minutes. You like play for five minutes and then you have to wait until 15 minutes from when you started before you can play again, unless you pay them money. But basically it just, the, the basic premise is it drops you somewhere randomly on Google Street View maps and you have to try to guess where you are. Which I could not do because geography is my like, incompatible with my brain. <laughs> I wasn't as bad as, at it as I thought I would be. But I'm not great. But it was interesting to check back in on it. Because I think I used to play it a bit when uh, it was just like I think a completely free like web thing. And then I'm sure someone like bought it. Like you know someone sold it. Like uh, Wordle got sold to New York Times or something like yeah. that. And so now it's like a whole industry or something around it. But uh, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, I have yet to win any of the like battle royale, like where you like you get people and it's like <laughs> the person who guesses the furthest away is out. I did so not know that that them. was a thing. That's awesome. Blue, what games have you been playing in recent uh, times? So many since the last podcast. Um... I finished Citizen Sleeper, um, I started, oh, I've been playing Spider Hack, because at time of recording, it's free on Steam, and it's very good, and you should play it, it's, I wish I had friends to play it with, but no one will. What is this? What is this game that everyone's so excited about? So, you play as a little spider that you get to customize, and it's very cute and glowy, and then you swing around on like a web grappling hook and climby thing, and you grab lightsabers and guns and stuff, various weapons, and you fight either other players or you fight with other players against AI, who are not spiders but are things like wasps and scary stuff. And like, what is... What about this game is like, so like, yeah, spider heck. Everything. I don't... You're a... The traversal is fun. You The wall climb... Gravity doesn't matter. You're a spider. You can climb everything. <laughs> the level design is great. There are so many maps. Every time I thought I had seen every map, there were more. And they were... They're all, like... Not all of them are, like, completely different and unique, but there's a lot of them that have, like, a gimmick that's really cool. And then the surviving, like... I haven't played Versus because no one would play with me, and it made me sad. But, the, the oh, there's also, like, a campaign mode where there's, like, very, uh, like, designed weapon drops and stuff and, web, and enemy spawns in a specific way. It's just, it's a good, it's really great. I don't know what else. It's, it's so much fun. And lightsabers. Lightsaber duels. That's great, too. And you can, like, reflect bullets and stuff, and there's special guns that do very different things. It's neat. Uh, I also, I started, like, I started Miles Edgeworth, 
yeah, investigations too. I need to finish that so I can finish my Ace Attorney binge. Second one's so much better than the first one. That's what I've heard, so I should really get back to it. I started Okami HD on the Switch, and I started God of War, the new one. I've been playing a lot, because it's been a long time since the last podcast. Anna, what video games have you been playing in recent times that aren't Return to Monkey Island? Oh, well, not, no, um... Return, so Return to playing, Monkey Island. I've been playing Bear and Breakfast, which is a very cute game where you run a bear... Uh, you run a... When you run a bear as a breakfast. <laughs> in the You're big blue house. You're a bear who runs, like, little hotels all throughout the forest. It's very cute. It's actually something my sister told me about before it came out, so we were anxiously awaiting it, and we were not disappointed. Um, it recently came out for Switch. I've, I've just been playing it on my PC. It's kind of like a tycoon game, right? A little bit, like, yeah. A little bit a little bit more narrative. I don't I don't know if I'd it. say really a tycoon game. I don't know. Well it's, it's like cute. you're man like you're you're running a business and you're managing you're like making property decisions and like This sounds you know, not correct. <laughs> Is that not right? I've thought I've seen someone play it and I maybe I misunderstood maybe I'm thinking No, that might game. just be something that doesn't feel correct in this grand scheme of this adorable game. <laughs> oh, maybe it starts out very different than how it turns out. I don't know, man. Um, I've also been Which playing... Which is what I've always wanted from, like, an Animal Crossing game, is to, like, have, like, a cult thriller horror element suddenly thrown in. I'd play that. That is not... <laughs> at all. <laughs> anyway, Gas Station Simulator. Playing that here and there. I started playing Arcade Paradise. Have you blown it up yet? It... No, I I actually did. I technically beat the game. Um, I started playing mm. Arcade Paradise. I had to return it because it was making me motion sick, and I couldn't really figure out why, what what to do what about that. I Arcade still want it Paradise? back, though. It's 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 another one of those simulation games where you run a business. Oh, um, you run an arcade. That's cool. You run a laundromat. <laughs> oh, okay. And then it has arcade games in the back. And so you kind of have to build your way towards making it an arcade. Because your dad oh, owns that's the laundromat. Really interesting. And you have this to laundromat convince is a your front dad. You have that... to convince your dad that it'd be like a good idea for it to be an arcade. But he's like, That no. is super cool, actually. That might be a simulation game that I would be interested in. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. I really want to buy it back, but I can't afford it right now. I just... I, I had a lot of fun. I just couldn't play it for very long. Cam and I a few days ago actually started playing Kingdom Two Crowns again, which is the third Kingdom game where you're running a. That sounds inc- it's Kingdom Two Crowns, the third game. Kingdom Two Crowns, so it's it's multiplayer. It's part of the Kingdom um, Hearts series, so that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but it's it's this really good game where you're building up a kingdom, traveling to different islands, and trying not to get destroyed by these monsters called Greeds. There's a new game coming out eventually that is uh, based in the 80s, I guess. You're on a bike instead of, like, a horse. It's great. Um, I've actually been playing it a lot more on my own than with uh, Cam, but it is very easy with two people, especially on easy mode, which is what I've been playing on. Um <laughs> That's a lot easier with two people. I've been playing Power Wash Simulator again, and I have been playing Stardew Valley a lot. I started a new game recently 
Uh, and I am currently playing it. But yeah. John. Cool. Done a lot. Uh, my roommate and I beat we beat uh LA Noir. So that was, that was very fun. Um, I will say the most enjoyment we got out of the game was driving around like a maniac and seeing yes. what responses your partner <laughs> would give you. Just like it I was a taxpayer citizen, you just bounced off the hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on, it's so funny. Um, I beat the uh, remake of Pac Man World on Switch. It was uh, it was fun. It was cute. Pac Man World wasn't the best game ever. So it's just a very simple platformer. So yeah, two, I only ever played two and three. And looking back at one, I, yeah. I'm not like really regretting I that, that fact. I mean, it's fine. I don't remember fun. which one I played, but I definitely have nostalgia for one of those games. So it's cute, well, aside from the fact that they legally found a way to murder Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that she's not Miss Pac-Man anymore. She is now Pac-Mom. Because <laughs> apparently someone else maybe kind of owns the rights to Miss Pac-Man. Sort of, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't remember if it's like they actually own the rights or if it's like they claim to own the rights. It's so... And it's just too much of a hassle yeah. to like actually work it out that it's like... Let's yeah, just not uh, it's like so weird because like they may actually have some merit because Miss Pac-Man, the game, wasn't like a direct sequel made by Namco. It was like a hack of the original Pac-Man, Pac-Man made, uh, made by just third parties and Midway saw... And they pitched the Midway and Midway's like, oh, yeah, we'll, pu- we'll publish this as the sequel to Pac-Man. And they did. And... But there wasn't, like, any legal paperwork because Pac-Man's so old, there wasn't, like, any precedent for anything. So it's like, yeah, we'll just make this. It's I guess it's ours. And then since there was no paperwork done, they're like, the hackers were like, oh, I guess, wait, I technically made this character. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre and weird. But, yeah, she's now Pac-Mom. They really and they also changed the names of some of Pac-Man's kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else did I play? Um, we, oh, I started, uh, Metal Gear Solid, the first one, or technically third one. But, uh, yeah, it's very fun. I love how cinematic it is. And it's very, uh, fast paced and cool and sneaky and hard. Yeah, that's that. Also, we're playing All Return right. to Monkey Island. That sounds like, <laughs> sounds like the end of a good podcast. Thank you for joining us, everyone, both participants and listeners to this, the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net. And you can find videos and game playthroughs on our YouTube channel, including also live streams uh, on the YouTube channel, GC.net. The letter G, the letter C, the word not... The letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. There we go. I've only been doing this for like... (laughs) A hundred years. I, 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 give me, you gotta give me a break every once in a while. It's a year, every um, We got social media like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you know, join the Discord. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Some percentage of people who are go to the YouTube channel aren't subscribed, and everybody's supposed to say that now. So, do with that information what you will. <laughs> I don't even know what the actual percentage is. Because it's, I'm sure all the numbers come from people watching the Mario Two playthroughs. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else? Uh. This will probably be after. I oh, think this comes out oh, after the end. Sims Four is free now. Yes. 
I okay. thought Anna would mention it. She I didn't. didn't. I forgot. I totally yeah. forgot. I think we'll, we'll, well, let's package. I, I've been thinking we could maybe package that up in like its own little thing. Cause I think there's some interesting thoughts there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's doesn't, we'll do that, that doesn't happen until is, October 18th. So be on the lookout beginning October 18th. For another time. That is not this time. Or the end time. But whatever which time is of soon. day. Whatever time of day it is, whenever it is, wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, thank you for listening, and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. But it, it definitely, I don't know. The and, real question and thought, is: don't, don't, don't include that. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. No. Okay. <laughs> mm.